This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Thanks for joining us at the Village Church Q&A podcast today. This week, we've been talking about divorce and remarriage. And listeners, I'd like to encourage you to go back to the last uh, podcast. Please listen to that one as we set up today's question, which is, is physical abuse grounds for divorce? So, Pastor Michael, what do you say? Okay. You know, I hate the fact that we even have to like be here and ask this question. And part of me would love to know who asked it because yeah. I'd like to go beat up whatever dude does something like <laughs> yeah. this, which I invite you to come back next week as we talk about retaliation. Um, <laughs> literally, that is the subject matter of next week's uh, podcast. So you're kind of wetting everyone's appetite. There we go. But I do think that there's like this uh, unique place in every man when we hear about women or children being, yeah, being a, physically, physically abused. abused. Like we, we, we rise we up. We kind of have the hair on the back of our neck stand up and yeah. we want to take care of that. Yep. And and to be fair, um, there will be men listening to this who are living on the other end of the physical abuse of women. They're the ones that are dishing it out. And there is more empowerment on that level, if if, if we will. And uh, so anyways, my point is saying that I just, I hate the fact that we even have to talk about this, but I, I will preface like yesterday's message or, not, or uh, Monday's podcast. podcast, I'm sorry, is um, paramount to listen to before you listen to this. Um, but if you don't, I love you anyways, and I think you'll still get the point. So um, some people have made the argument that when we talk about the two reasons that God gives in scripture for divorce, that mm-hmm. give you permission to divorce. One is adultery. The other is abandonment. Adultery is self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Abandonment is when you're married to a non-Christian and that non-Christian divorces you and you're free to leave. Right. Some have made the argument that uh, physical abuse, they wouldn't even so much go down the emotional abuse mm-hmm. unless it was like psychological abuse, you mm-hmm. know, like M- MK Ultra, and they put you into a chair and then mm-hmm. made you watch crazy videos and drugged you with LSD. Like, <laughs> okay, I can see that would be, to me, that would be physical abuse though. Yes. So, um, but my point is that some people make the argument that physical abuse um, is a covenant violator mm-hmm. and uh, it is as good as, as, leaving the marriage, yeah. um, that there are just certain things that you do that uh, are equivalent to them walking away from, mm-hmm. from the marriage. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to pose it. I'll give you some thoughts here yeah. and, um, and then we can process this together. Almost always. Uh, and we said this on Sunday, when somebody is thinking about divorce, my immediate response, no matter what the context is to say, don't do it, don't do, do anything it. but yeah. that, right? Think through yeah. other options. God hates divorces. We talked about yesterday. So like, and, and now would I ever encourage a man or woman to stay living with somebody who's physically abusive? The answer is of course, no. Of course not. You and I have been through this before with other people and unjustly what has been said to me and I know to you is from the the spouse that is being abused. And let me just back up just one second. This abuse normally is from the husband to the wife, but I have seen, and I know that it's a growing situation where the wife is actually the instigator of the abuse. So it doesn't really matter, but people have said, I am going to seek a divorce because I am being physically abused. I'm being, I've been beaten. I've been slapped. I've been hit. I've been pushed down multiple, multiple, multiple times. Surely God doesn't want me to stay in this marriage. And that is the conversation that has happened multiple times with me. And let's see if we can seek something before we go immediately to divorce. Right. And in, let me be clear, in a 
abuse circumstance, separation is immediate and mandatory. Absolutely. We would and, never advocate staying in a situation where you are in physical danger. Right. Or emotional danger, right. for that matter. And it can't just be separation for the sake of separation. Uh, the person, the abuser, has to know we know, have to yep. know other people know, have to know. I mean, so that's where you get wise, good, godly, strong, courageous people from your church. Um uh, to come alongside of you and protect you at all costs and your children. Typically, it's easier to get the abuser out of the home yes. itself Move rather than remove the entire out, family. Not the innocent person. Right. There's, there's a premise there, which is we say to people that our home is a place where these things happen. Mm -hmm. In our home, they don't, this doesn't happen. So if you are going to do this in our home, you will be the one You'll to be leave. The one to leave. There is something that actually for abusive men that they know, especially when they know other people know, that they're like, I. I probably should get out because no one's going to put up with me, yeah. you know? So that's that world. But there is my immediate response, which is let us fight for their repentance mm -hmm. and restoration at all costs. But then the, it does beg a question, which the person's asking, does physical abuse somehow sever the covenant in a way that God would recognize? And I don't think the answer is just, it's not simple. I mean, the easiest answer would be to say, would be to say no. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, what if I'm married to this person who won't ever divorce me just as another form of abuse, mm -hmm. you know? Right. So like I kicked them out of the house, but they won't actually divorce me so that they can just hold me as their slave and they're going off and doing a whole bunch of other things, mm -hmm. right? Well, the moment the person remarries, they've committed adultery and you're free. You That's know what right. I mean? Like they're, I, so I, that I is like that. a, that is a reality. If they leave and go do other dumb things, like then typically abuse circumstances where boundaries are drawn, ultimately- Other boundaries are crossed. Other boundaries are crossed, which are going to give you permission. So inevitably by you pursuing recognition Reconciliation, that person ultimately digs themselves a hole and then yeah. gives you freedom to divorce because they will do things that violate mm -hmm. your covenant. But the reason I want to come back to this question is physical abuse a covenant violator for the following reason. We believe, and I know you and I would be on the same page with this, we've never talked about it, but we believe that government does not determine when marriage begins or ends. I totally agree with that. Government has so abused the privilege to, we'll say, protect marriage. Um, in my view, they've just kind of lost all whatever. A government uses marriage for tax purposes. Mm -hmm. And if the government asks me to sign a document that says I get married, whatever, I'll sign the document. I don't care. But government does not get to say when marriage begins before God and in the church yes, and when marriage ends. So mm -hmm. here's the idea. Marriage is over when the government says it's over. <laughs> I just don't buy it. I don't buy that either. So this is why I believe that that living under the authority of a local church in your personal life, having elders and pastors who love you and take that responsibility seriously and live under the authority of God's word, it's actually one of the most beautiful levels of protection because when something isn't functioning right, they come in and intervene. I mean, this has been the story of our leadership at Village Church with numerous families. We enter in because they're living under the protective umbrella of the yep. elders of Village Church. That's right. And we take that really seriously. And so um, every circumstance that we have encountered emotionally abuse and physical abuse, we've able to been, we've been able to put a stop to it, mm -hmm. uh, put people in counseling. Uh, we've been able to do a lot of good. It's been actually incredible to see what God has done in some of these circumstances. Totally that being agree. said, yes. that's why I'm not like, just run, you know, like let them, if they're going to be this big of a fool and they're not going to repent, let them dig their own grave and mm -hmm. let them by their own actions release you from the covenant. Inevitably, an abuser who gets caught is either going to repent if they have a good, strong spouse who's drawing boundaries with the elders of their church, or they're going to divorce you. And the moment they divorce you, that's great, I would say, 
evidence for abandonment. Yeah, I would see that as well. Somebody who will abuse you, not repent, and then divorce you against biblical parameters is likely not of the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. This is where the elders, though, here's what I want to say. I want to get back to my point here, which is before God and the church, marriage is inaugurated in a ceremony before the people of God and in the act of sex. Those two things come together and they create the covenant of marriage. Yes. Adultery does violate that covenant, but it does not mean that that covenant is now, therefore, just abandoned. No big deal. You're right. Reconciliation is to be pursued in that moment. But when does a marriage actually end? So let's say you have a mm. couple— and uh, Jim Bob cheats on Susie Q. If your name's Jim Bob and Susie Q, I'm so sorry. I don't know who you are. I just want to be clear. But Jim Bob cheats on Susie Q. You're talking about my cousins here. Come oh, on, I'm man. So sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> just hey, kidding. Hey, Duel. Um, so, <laughs> but Jim Bob, uh, he cheats on Susie Q and then says, I'm out of here. But Jim Bob won't, won't pursue divorce. He doesn't have the money. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's legal. Mm -hmm. But he's out. He's moved out. He's dating other people. Let's say he's not even sleeping with other people. He's just going on he dates with gone. other people. He's out, no. right? Is the marriage over before God? Who makes that decision? Yes. Here's what I want to say. This is why I believe that the, this is another umbrella of protection that the Lord has given mm -hmm. each one of us to have leaders in a local church that love God, love his word, serve the people. Like if you're, if the distance between you and elders is so far that they can't love and protect you and engage you, there's something kind of yeah, broken. Get, yeah. Or if there isn't get some mechanism put in place where the elders can lovingly make sure you have all the care and support you need to, something, something isn't right about that. Mm -hmm. Because the crap's going to hit the fan in your life or someone else's life that you love. And you need to know that there's an infrastructure in place to take care of it. But this is where the elders come together. And I can imagine a world where we look at somebody and we just take the government out. What The papers yes, mean nothing. That, that means me. nothing to us. But I can look at this woman, for example, Susie Q, and Jim Bob's cheated on her left. He's moved his stuff out. He's already moved on with his life and say, before God, your marriage is over. Before God, you've been abandoned. And we will take on ourselves. Right. And there'll be a process that that'll happen. Correct. You know, it's not simple like that. It won't that. happen instantaneous, but those elders will be contacting Jim Bob and saying, hey, Absolutely. what are you doing, Jim Bob? Are we you mediate. Really, yeah, we do all the stuff We're trying to, to get involved. And Jim Bob finally says, you know what? I'm never going back to that woman. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to make this right. Yep. And I will never pursue a divorce. And at that point, I think that has raised the level of abandonment, mm -hmm. and it has broken the covenant through the adultery. Yep. So here's where I want to come back full circle to the point that people have brought up. They would say this, that physical abuse is basically, they're, they're in the marriage in body, mm -hmm. but they have abandoned the marriage functionally, right? The point that they would make is that if they are physically abusing me, it is as if they are a non-Christian, if they're unrepentant, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's as if they're a non-Christian and they've already left the marriage, but their body is there and they're just using you as a punching bag, Yeah, right? But this would be like a circumstance where, of course, you want the elders of your church in. You want to have the abuser removed. You want to do everything you can to expose them in their sin and yes. cause them to go to repentance mm -hmm. and restore all the brokenness that has come from that. I mean, that yes, yes, yes. But some people would say um, that that would be akin to, yeah, abandonment. And uh, and in this process, the husband or the wife would have the freedom to leave. I would never speak on that per se. Yeah. I would just say I would put that back to the elder board. Mm -hmm. I'd put that back to the church leaders, your pastors, and let them really process. But the safest thing to say to anybody in that circumstance is get them out, get accountability, yes. expose this thing, mm -hmm. get the help you need, separate, do all that stuff. But don't put divorce as the first option there. 
likely they will be dumb enough if they will yes. not repent and mm -hmm. change their entire lifestyle. They will be dumb enough to do it for you. Yeah. Big picture. If anybody hears me just trying to justify like, oh no, you need to stay in this situation, then you're not listening to anything I'm no, saying or I'm a terrible that. communicator. But um, you should definitely get out of that circumstance through separation with the oversight of your church. But it is an interesting question. It is. When does marriage begin? And, and when, when does it, it end? Before God, the before only perspective God, that not God... before government. Great question. Maybe we need to have that as a podcast question at some time. That'd be clever. But that's not our next time's question. Our next time's question is... Is that grammatically correct? Our next time's next question? Time, the question for next time. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'll hey, I'm it. from Kentucky. We uh, speak a little different uh, down there. Yeah, yeah. So our question for next time is, I am divorced. Should I seek restoration with my ex? Great question. Good question. Appreciate who asked that.